married to him. Because like the brother over there, I too was in jail. And I had a child that I counseled as a social worker tell me, the Lord don't put no more on you than you can bear. Amen. 30 years ago, she told me that, and I'm sitting in jail. Look at what the Lord can do for you when you put him first. Sister Hicks. The world got a hold of her, but the Lord won, y'all. A master's degree in education, but addicted to drugs. Strung out. Everybody that knew me was crying with me, crying out to the Lord. But I will tell you this, he didn't start to move until I took my hands off of it. You talk about surrender, submission, Take your hands off of them and give them to God. And guess what she's doing four years later? She is running part of the women's rehab program in New York as an administrator. But she's going on the streets of New York, pulling those girls off the street and giving them Jesus. That's what he can do for you when you serve him and not the man. Thank the Lord for pastor. I could not have done any Jesus, his love, his teaching, y'all. We're going to Virginia. Thank God for technology, because I need the boost. I need the boost. I can turn them on. But look for a church that is teaching the word of God. The Lord has grown us up. Our season is moving on moving on, but I've been fed with the best. Yeah. I know how to eat the meat and spit food. I know my, it. My, my, and my. when I want that power, I know what to do. Yeah. I know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything to say, husband? You got anything to say, man? I thank the Lord for the years here at St. Matthew, similar to what my wife said. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, having come from Philadelphia, when a pastor was across the street in the small church, as many of you remember, and uh, seeing the vision unfold uh, and seeing the pastor work in order to unfold it, also seeing him put up with some hellions, some of whom have left, Now, we're going down to Virginia, and I hear they're short on Hellions. <laughs> so, Pastor, in case you know, we got plenty of room down there for me. I thank the Lord for St. Matthew's Baptist Church. You've heard it over and over, and, over, and you know, we really get accustomed to, uh, to a filet mignon here. We're accustomed to it. Until you go somewhere else and you see the mess that's passing as ministry, your thank you, Jesus, becomes louder 
and deeper. Thank the Lord for this ministry. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Two of my greatest youth workers, they have done such a marvelous job. Well over 25 years. I am, I am just, amen. And I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, in a way I'm selfish. I'm hoping you were wrong and you'll stay, but I, we love you and we're going to, amen, say more about that as the time go on. Now, I knew you rode motorcycles. I knew you was in jail, baby, but maybe that's why we <laughs> praise the Lord. You know, I get along with people that was in jail, you know what I mean? But we praise the Lord for you. God is good, isn't he? See, listen, listen, listen. Here's the key. You can't be so spiritual that you can't relate to people down here. And, and you can't be so carnal that you can't relate to people up there. Paul said, I became all things to all people. Can I get a witness? So we thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. Thank you for that powerful testimony. We love you. You are a testimony of service. And we love you. And everybody ought to be serving. Amen? All right, let's have the announcements, and then we're going to expeditiously push this program. Praise the Lord. transportation is provided. Register at the youth table in the main lobby. If you would like any more information on these announcements, please visit our main lobby. This concludes today's general announcements. Amen. Church, say amen. Now it's offering time, and God loves a cheerful giver. You can't be God-given no matter how you try. We're taking up two offerings a day. Our tithes, what is a tithe? It's a tenth. That's the beginning point. If you make $300 a week, God's asking for the first $30. $200 a week, he's asking for the first $20. That's 10%. He said, try me, test me, and see. Listen, I will bless your seed. I will bless your future. I will bless your dreams. I will bless your family. He is faithful. Isn't he faithful? 
And so we're asked if you have any knockout debt, ask for a gold envelope. We're collecting our tithes. Then we're collecting TV missionary offering. Church say amen. Our male chorus will come and sing as our ushers and deacons come. Church say amen.
Let us stand that God's blessings might be invoked upon these gifts. All things. And of thine own have we. Thank God for his blessings and our obedience. Choir. Before the choir comes, I'm asking everybody to press your way out this Wednesday for core. We're going to have a tremendous study on fruit. Fruit that has been ripped off, ripened, and rotten. We're going to learn everything about fruit. Amen? Amen. And believe me, it is applicable to you and I. Amen. Jesus said you'll know them by their fruit. Church, amen. It is the sweetest, 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 sweetest name. 
of Jesus Christ, we bow prostrate before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right. We are weak, but thou art strong. God, we pray that you would speak to our hearts through your word. Move mightily, heal wounds, and encourage minds. Oh God, we pray that you would just come alongside of us as the paraclete. Convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for our male chorus. Give him a hand clap. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Boy, they were sounding like the drifters. Then they transitioned into the four tops. Start going to the spinners. I tell you, you guys are all right. Lord is good. Amen. You know, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm only joking, but, uh, you know, I love Al Green. I love the pre-grits Al Green. The pre-grits Al Green, before that woman threw grits on him, he was, he was singing this way, then he starts singing Amazing Grace. And now he's the reverend. Praise the Lord. Thank God for him. Lord is good, isn't he? What? You can smile. You can laugh. Amen. Um, before I get to my message, Wednesday, I disclosed something that I thought was profound and significant to the congregation at core, and that was that the Jews in the Old Testament, in the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Pentateuch, they were commanded to keep 613 commandments, social, moral, spiritual, which comprise the law, 613 commandments. And we see shrinkage as the Bible progressively goes along. Because all through the history and the writings, we, Israel had to keep the 613 commandments. And then when you get to Psalm 15, David shrunk 615 into 12. Here's what David said in Psalm 15. Lord, who shall stand in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly, one, and worketh righteousness, two, and speaketh the truth in his heart, three. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, four, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, five, nor taketh up reproach against his neighbor, six, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not, he that putteth not out his money to usury, nor um, taketh reward against the innocent, he that doeth these things shall never be moved. So we went from 615 commandments and ordinances down to 12. And then Micah, the minor prophet, comes along and says, what does God require of man? He shrinks it from 12 to 3. That, and, and what Micah 6, 8 essentially says, that thou would do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. So we go from 613 to 12, to 3, and then the Lord Jesus comes along and shrinks it to 2. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto thee. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Jesus comes along and takes 613, 12, 3, makes it 2. Really, your vertical relationship with God and your horizontal relationship with one another. 
That's all God is concerned about. Praise Jesus. All right. Today we'll be in Hebrews chapter 12. Familiar passage of scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. And we are a teaching ministry. Amen. You preach to bring people out of the world. And you teach to get the world out of people. Here in Hebrews chapter 12, and let me throw this out. I threw it out this morning. How many of you in your spiritual life find yourself getting tired? Tired of being tired of being tired. I know I do. And the Bible tells us, and be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I want to talk about a principle of persuasion. Hebrews 12, 1 to 4, real quickly, look what it says. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. One of the greatest God-giving assets to the believer is their ability to endure. Endurance is not a personal willpower, but rather it is a promotion of God's word, wisdom, and ability to wait while working. We don't work, we don't wait and sit still. We wait while we work. That is, this matter of endurance is to move without manifestation and to be persuaded without any outward proof, to continue without conjecture. The book of Hebrews is an education and an endurance manual to Hebrew Christians who left their faith in Judaism, law of Moses, law of works, and took on the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this newfound faith presented many problems because they were persecuted, ostracized, both personally and publicly, from the Jewish community. Once they professed faith in Christ, their families disowned them. The synagogue wouldn't let them in. And they were looked upon as bandits. This faith in Jesus Christ brought about some challenges. Number one, they had the challenge of a new priesthood. 
That is, it was a different priesthood under Jesus Christ because it was no longer under Levi, the tribe of Levi. Now it's through Christ under the tribe of Judah. And they took on a divine person who is not only the Son of God, but God the Son, who now became the central figure of all worship. And when you understand Paul's writing to the book of Philippians, where Paul says, Amen, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee. Now, when they say every knee, they're talking about everybody in hell, everybody on earth, and everybody in heaven. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. That means folk that go and burn in the lake of fire must confess that Jesus is Lord. Satan will confess that Jesus is Lord. And it says to the glory of God. There, there is this priesthood person, but the text deals with a dynamic principle called faith. All right. And 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 if you if you and I don't fully understand the dangers when we don't have a perseverance, patience, a a power to keep going. When we don't feel like going. A power to keep believing when we don't feel like believing. A, a power to keep, amen, appropriating the promises. If we don't maintain this perseverance while we're on earth, we will be in the same danger that these Hebraic Christians were in. You say, in what danger? Well, the book of Hebrews essentially is a book of the superiority of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is better than everything else. He's better than the law. He's better than Moses. He's better than angels. He's better than the whole Levitical system. He's better than all the Old Testament people, better than all the New Testament. He is it. And I'm tired of hearing these pastors and bishops and ministers get on TV and on radio and can preach a whole sermon and not mention his name. I am so sick and tired of people, amen, cataloging sermons so you point back at them of how great it was. I'm so sick of people talking about everything under the sun but him. And without him, we can do nothing. And by him, we live, move, and have our being. Can I get a witness? Child of God, that, 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 that Jesus is the central person throughout all Scripture. He says, search the Scriptures, first 39 books, for they speak of me. Can I get a witness? He, he, is, he is implied, he's mentioned in every book of the Old Testament. 
He's mentioned in every new book of the New Testament. He's, he, he is the centerpiece of all the universe. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he told the woman at the well. He said, woman, if you knew who I was, that's power, isn't it? And you, you would ask me for water. Child, child, child of God, that it, when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no, no man can come unto the Father but by him. Amen. There's no other way to get in. There's no other way to be saved. No other way to be helped. No other way to be cured. No other, no other way to get straight. No other way to walk straight. No other way to stop sinning. No, no other way to be transformed. There's no other way but Jesus. Can I get a witness? We know he's God because he stood in a boat at four o'clock in the morning and said, let me tell a storm what I want. Peace. Then he gave the command, be still. Can I get a, we, we, we know he's God because he got out of a boat, amen, in, in, in the dust of day. And the Bible says that there were demonic forces on the island. Can I get a witness? And Jesus started walking towards the demonic forces and all of them fell down and worshipped him. They said, we know who you are. Isn't it a tragedy that demons know who he is, but humans don't know who he is? He's the son of God. He's the son of David. He's the son of Abraham. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He always was. He's the wasness of was. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. He's eternal. Here, here, here in this context, the danger is to these Hebraic Christians that if you don't maintain the principle of faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. It has substance, but you can't see it. If you can see something, it's not faith. Can I get a witness? Faith does not show you anything. Faith, faith is an inner persuasion. It's an inner conviction that what God said is true. Can I get it? And, and listen, irregardless of the circumstances, the obstacles, the history, the fractures, the feelings, a, amen, I believe deep down inside that what God said is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. Here's the dangers throughout the book of Hebrews. When we don't maintain this perseverance, there is the problem of us, yeah, listen, drifting back. These Hebraic Christians would drift back to Judaism. They would want to return to what God brought them out of. And when you are not etched in this word, when you don't have the perseverance of the Holy Spirit on the inside, you are subject to go back. Can I get a witness? Go back just where God found you. Go back thinking the wrong way, feeling the wrong way, acting the wrong way. Do I have a witness? But not only would they drift back, but they would start despising the leading of the Holy Spirit. 
You know why they would start despising leading the Holy Spirit? Because they would start to rationalize. You mean the Holy Spirit led me into all this hell? And you know, there are times we're going to walk through some dark moments. We're going to be in the valley more than on the mountaintop. Can I get a witness? The purpose of the valley and the mountaintop is obvious. You go into the valley to grow. You go into the valley to know. You go into the valley, Lord have mercy, to show you. But 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 you get up on the mountaintop, you just get a momentary glimpse of who he is. That's where you're praising. That's where you're reaffirmed of who he is. That's where you have confidence that God is able to keep you from falling, then God lets you go right back down in the valley and you go down in the valley with the testimony, I've been here before. And I know that I know that I know that I know that he's going to bring me out. I know that he is able. I know that he can do far exceedingly, abundantly above. I'm preaching all that you ask or think to the only wise God. So when you're in the valley, you're not pouting, you're praising. And the reason you can praise in the valley, because you've been at the mountaintop and you've seen him, you've you felt him, you know him. He's touched you. Can I get a witness? I'm so tired of these pouting Christians. All they do is come to church full of hell and they want you to push them up. But child of God, you got to go to the same mountain I went to. You, you, you got to know him for yourself. You got to open up your word. You got to pray in the spirit. You, 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 you got to praise him for who he is. And then God gives you the peace of God and he lets you know he's the God of peace. That's why David said, yay. Yea, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? For thou art with me. His presence, thou, Lord, have mercy. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you'll never get a table till you get some enemies. You got to have enemies to get a table. You got to have enemies to get a table. You got to have enemies to get a table. Why do you need enemies? Because God wants to show you off. God wants to bless you. God wants to exalt you. God wants to confirm you right smack dab in the face of your enemies. So when God did that for David, David said, wow, my cup of joy runneth over. Surely goodness, surely shall follow me all the days of my life and when I die I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever check it out, check it out, check it out check it out oh, when we when we 
When we don't maintain this perseverance, we drift back. When we don't ma maintain this perseverance, yeah, the Bible says there's a danger, amen, of despising the Holy Spirit. There, there's a danger of disobeying God in hard times. There's the danger of departing from the faith and living in the flesh when you don't understand that God is on board. But child of God, not only is God on board, God's in charge. Everything you've been through, he was in charge. Everything you've gone through, he is in charge. Everything that will come after you, he's in charge. That's why the prophet said no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because he's in charge. Can I get a witness? It's here, it's here, it's here that the writer to the Hebrews, yeah, is giving us an exhortation. Three powerful petitions here, and I'm going to get out your way. No, number one, let me, let me say this. If I do not fully believe this word, and from the word has an internal perseverance, whether it's marriage, ministry, mindset, whatever it is, you're going to faint. You and I will drift back to what we feel comfortable with. We will despise the moving of the Holy Spirit. We will, listen, we will disobey God in hard times. We'll do our own thing. We'll, listen, and, and then we will depart. We will depart. I want to look at these three petitions. I think that they are applicable, apropos to our times. First, we see a petition on our encumbrances. Now, let me look at chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, some of you have therefore... And whenever you see a wherefore, therefore, you ought to ask, what is it there for? It goes back, amen, to something previously said. Go back to the 10th chapter, verse 35, because before we get to the encumbrances, we have the encouragement. Chapter 10 of Hebrews 35, you ought to be there, it's one page over. Cast not away, therefore, there it is again, uh, contextually, based on the fact that your possessions in heaven are waiting for you, that all things are fine, all things are done. Cast not therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Now stop. Your confidence in Jesus Christ is attached to a reward. All right. The more confidence you have in him, the more reward you have coming. It's attached. Are you with me? For ye have need of patience, perseverance, verse 36, that after you have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. Notice the play on words. Whew. Notice the progression that after we start completing the will of God, promises follow. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. And here is a thematic thrust, one of the reasons some believe that Paul, this is a Pauline epistle, because in Galatians it says the just shall live by faith. In Romans it says the just shall live by faith. And here in Hebrews it says the just 
shall live by faith. The just ones, the ones that's been justified through Jesus Christ, lives by faith. Habakkuk 2.4. And when you understand the makeup of this scripture, in the Greek, it actually says the just shall live by their faith. That as we begin to look at this matter of encouragement, go back to chapter 12, verse 1. He says, wherefore, and don't, please don't miss this transition. He tells us not to cast away our confidence. And he's dealing with these spectators who not only sat in this amphitheater, metaphorically, and are looking at you, but they already passed through this race. These are witnesses, martyrs. These are people that have already lived out what they're telling you to do. My God. What do you mean by that? Well, they were faithful. Mm. Three things are implied in these people. One, they lived, listen to this, by faith. Two, they had fortitude. And three, they were fruit bearers. In chapter 11, verse 4 to 40, are the people who comprise the hall of fame of faith. Every last one of them. It begins by saying, by faith. Moses, by faith. Abel, by faith, Noah, by faith, by faith, by faith. That faith and then fortitude coupled with faith and then fruit bearing is the end result of faith. They ran to the finish line. My God. That when we look at these spectators, they're metaphorically cheering us on as we struggle in this race. My God. Jesus Christ was also cheered on, and you don't have to turn, Matthew 17, Mount Hermon, Mount Transfiguration, when Jesus was about to go to the cross, he took the three inner circle disciples, Peter, James, John, went up to a high mountain, Mount Hermon, Mount Transfiguration, and listen, was transfigured. He glowed, and Peter looked and saw Moses and Elijah. Nobody knows what conversation Jesus had with Moses and Elijah, but the text infers they were cheering him on. Go all the way, Lord. Everybody in Sheol is depending on you to go all the way. The whole elected redeemed, which includes you and I, before we were in our mother's wombs in a prenatal, pre-eternal state, we were cheering Jesus on. You got to do this, Lord. My God. You say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. How could we cheer him on? Well, the Bible says you were saved before the foundation of the world. Can I get a witness? The Bible says you were seated in heavenly places in Christ. 
Can I get a witness? Somehow, and I, it's, it's, it's supra knowledge, it's beyond me. Somehow, the plan of election happened in eternity past. Lord have mercy. And God was so certain of the plan of election that he not only clothed and crowned us and seated us, but he wrote our names in the Lamb's Book of Life before there was light. I, I, I don't understand. And when you came out your mother's womb, he said, now you're going to live out what I've already decreed. Can I get a witness? So, so, so you want to, you want to be a sinner born in the world, messed up, doing your own thing, and then, but God will call you, amen, and God will save you, and God will sanctify you right here on earth, but in reality, you and I were saved all the time. That's why nothing could happen to us. That's why bullets and knives and car accidents and house fires, that's why drugs and nothing else that you and into your body could affect you because you were elected in him before the foundation of the world. And that ought to make you shout. If God was wise enough to finish the work, before the world was, why is he going to mess up with your marriage now? Why is he going to mess up with your job now? Why is he going to mess up with your wounds now? The hard part is done. He called me out of darkness and translated me into his marvelous light. And every time Satan put his hand on me, the Lord said, nope, you can't have that. That's one of mine. Can I get a witness? Every time the devil thought he had me, God said, no, 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 that's one of mine. Every time, every time I thought I was going to burn in hell, God said, no, 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 you're one of mine. Ah. Look what he says. We see a petition of these encumbrances. Look what he says. He says, this great cloud of witnesses. Then he moves. Listen, he moves from the past to the present. Let us. Let us who are in this race. First of all, this race is only for the redeemed. Nobody unsaved is on this track. Can I get away? I'm, I'm so sick and tired of folk thinking that you running with somebody that's selling drugs and you running with somebody that's committing. No, no, no. Only the redeem is on this track. Now. Can I get a witness? He, he said, let us, Lord have mercy, mm. lay aside, here it is, every, angos is the Greek word, every weight. Now stop. The word weight is transliterated encumbrances. It is not necessarily sin. It's anything that hinders you from being sanctified, serving, supporting, uh-oh, Christ. In anything that is in your life, I ain't talking about the devil. We blame everything on the devil. 
I'm talking about it, it could be your priorities. Your children are first, your home is first, your bank account is first, your business is first. God said, that ain't going to get it. You will not run for me. You, you, you're going to be hindered in your running. Can I get a witness? It, 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 it not only has to be pri- pri- priority, but child of God, it can be perversion. We caught up in all kind of mess. You can't run for God like that. Can I get a witness? You, you can't run. You can't run. You can't run for God. Yeah, when you are predominantly focused on yourself. You can't, you can't run for him. You can't run for him. And, and this, this running is, is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a, it's a 26-mile marathon. And when, when a runner runs, a runner has to stretch. Come on, and you know what I'm talking about. Runners got to stretch. You, you see them runners out there, they stretch and they, they don't kind of exercise to get their hamstrings right. They got to they gotta stretch. And then they, they got to get, they, they, they got to take off the sweatsuits and I'm preaching up in this place. They gotta, they, 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 they run with light slinkers. Everything's gotta be light because there is a marathon coming up. Too many Christians come up here with your wigs, your weaves, your waves. You come up here with chains. You come up here with all this stuff you can. You can hell. You can trying to carry heaven. You can attitudes. You got actions. You you got wounds. You got fractures. You you you're mad at somebody on that side of the church. You are talking about somebody on that side of the church. Hey, can I get a witness? You just came out the clubs last night. You you you've been gambling all week. You've been drinking. You've been smoking. You've been doing everything under the sun. And you walk up in church talking about you in a race. No, you in hell. You, 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 you can't just jump on this track at will and start running because, child of God, 1 Corinthians 9 says, Paul says, I want to run in a way that I beat my body to bring it under subjection. That when I have preached, I'm not a castaway. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Can I get a witness? Oh, it's getting deep up in this place. That is, I don't want to be disqualified. That's why Paul said in Philippians 3.8, don't turn, that we ought to meditate on the things of God. Paul says, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, virtuous, meditate on these things. And the peace and the peace of God will be upon you. Are you with me? He deals with the cloud of witnesses, then the clutter of the weights. It literally takes us a lifetime. To get dressed for this race. What are we really running? The running is perseverance, but there's something else implied. Service. How are you serving the Lord? My Bible says that God, the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4, gave gifts to the body of Christ. Yeah, some of you went through discipleship, some of you went through shape in order to serve. Don't get quiet now. 
most of us are sitting. That's why I brought Les and Eva up. They have served 25 years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every Friday night in youth night, they serve. Some of us, we ain't serving nobody. We got a spirituality that don't include service. I hope you feel bad. You say, well, I, I, I don't have time in my schedule to serve. The Lord can deal with that. All he got to do is put you up on a bed of affliction. I'm preaching up in this place. You say, well, well I, I, I just, I, I got two jobs I'm trying to make, and the Lord can deal with that. Can I get a witness? You, you, you know, and I'm so sick and tired of Christians with pouting parties. And come on, pity parties. You know what I'm talking about. You know what a pity party is. It's a party you don't want nobody to come to. Ain't no balloons because you just sit there, close the door, and you feel sorry for yourself. Pardon me. Ain't nothing poor about you. In the name of Jesus. I talk about tithing. Folk don't want to tithe. I'm talking about 10%. I ain't talking about no tipping. I'm talking about tithing. They don't want to tithe, but yet they're going to get their fingernails done for $50. Let me paint your fingernails. You got somebody rubbing your toes, cutting your hard corns. You got paint everywhere. You got you got tattoos. You got yeah, yeah, you got everything. Can I get a witness? And our poor parents and grandparents, they had nothing. They just worked and worked and worked to support their families. Can I get a witness? Leave that one alone, child of God. But child of God, see it says, seek ye first. Oh, it's tight. He deals with the clutter of weights. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I have weights in my life that keep getting in the way of me being totally yielded to Jesus Christ. How many of y'all got weights? Just stuff hanging on you, hanging off you? Can I get a witness? Hanging in you, hanging through you, hanging with you? Yeah. We got some weights up in here, Doc. We just as crazy as a bed bug. Instead of being in church, we need to be on somebody's couch, Doc. Huh? You be in the room. Oh. Encumbrances. Mm. He moves from encumbrances to ensnarements. Now notice he said, let us lay aside every weight and the article in the Greek, the singular sin that keeps besetting us. And that sin is unbelief. Israel could not enter the promised land because of unbelief. God made him walk around 40 years and die off. 
Look at this. Why is this one sin so powerful? Because God is going to allow a flurry of action to come into your life and my life in order to grow up our faith. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that is, there are traps of sin that ensnares us. Yeah, yeah. Self-motivation and fleshliness and substituting God's word for feelings. And, and they're not only traps, there's tricks. Satan pulled up to Eve in the garden. Ezekiel 28 describes Lucifer in heaven and Satan on earth. It says, listen to this description. He is an anointed cherub. Let, let me stop. That out of the whole host of heaven where there are countless zillions of angels Lucifer was the prettiest and the wisest. His job was to stand in front of the throne of God and receive all of the praise from the angelic hosts and turn around and reflect it to the Godhead. You talking about a position? He's the fourth strongest power in the universe. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Lucifer. He fell and turned into Satan. So what he does, he ensnares us with his tricks. He came up to Eve and he said, Eve, the boy's a rapper. Hath God said? His first attack is on the integrity and faithfulness of God. And he always uses the word against people that think they know the word. Did God say? She said, <laughs> now, if I see a snake talking, it's time to get out of Dodge, huh? I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm just transparent and practical. I mean, I, I go back to Numbers 22 to 24, and here's Balaam, the, the disobedient prophet. By the way, Balaam was a prophet of God who, amen, loved money, and for money, he would turn a blessing into a curse. So God said, I'm a curse Israel, I'm a bless Israel, and Balaam, ba Balak hooked up with Balaam and said, curse him, you got the power. So as he's out of the will of God as a prophet, he's traveling and he's getting on his jackass, that's right there, and the Bible says, and the dumb jackass turned around and said, <laughs> Why are you hitting me? The reason I'm bucking is because I'm trying to save your life. Because up the road, there's an angel of the Lord waiting in the road to kill you. And now you hitting me and I'm trying to... Now, tell the God, if a jackass starts talking to you, you know it's time to fall down and start praying. If uh, child of God, if a if a jackass is telling you he's trying to save your backside, it's time to open up your eyes. He can ensnare us with tricks. Can I get a witness? 
yeah, 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 yeah. And by, by, by the way, by the way, here's how God confirms his will. Not through you as a soothsayer. He gives it in the word, then he gives two or three witnesses who are in the word. Y'all ain't praying with me. So if I'm getting ready to get married and I said, boy, this is a major move. I don't want to make a mistake. I want the church to pray for me. Listen to me. I'm looking in the word. Is this the one you want me to be married to? And I'm staying in that word. And then spiritual people who are in the word, they begin to pray unceasingly for you. And God gives everybody the same message. You ain't get that part. Your message don't stand out from somebody else's message. He gives everybody the same message. Can I get a witness? Now, God is not coming out of heaven saying, yeah, you married Diane, you married Debbie, you married... No, he, he, he's not calling names. What he does, he gives you a peace that passes all understanding. This thing is tight, huh? Can I get a witness? I told you when I got married 25 years ago, we were on a cruise. And 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and seen Sister Gordon. I said, what in the world did I do? She told me years later, she woke up about 4 o'clock and said, what in the world did I do? (laughs) Why? The honeymoon was over. (laughs) Now we're talking about, now look, we're talking about some real substance stuff. Can I get a witness? Leave that one alone. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, here's what he's saying. Mm. That this, please don't miss this, this matter of disconnection to Christ, and we're going to deal with this Wednesday, his presence, his power, his peace. When there's a disconnection, these encumbrances, these yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 this, this word endurance comes from the word mino, hupomino, to abide under. That God gives us the ability to persevere stuff. You say, well, my, and I've seen it, it's happened in my life. God, you took my mother. I'm devastated. And the Lord descends and gives us a peace that passes all understanding. It's a grace that you cannot have without him. Y'all ain't praying with me. See what the grace, the grace doesn't come till you need it. Grace sits in heaven like this, and then when something happens in our life, grace says, well, let me go on down here. I I got an appointment. Can I get a witness? And grace covers us, and we, 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 we have this calm, things that we said we could never do, we can, we end up doing. Do I have a witness? Uh, uh, Things that we said we could never get through. God says, oh, you won't get through. Why? Because I'm going to walk with you. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm going to see you through this thing. I'm going to, I'll be with you through the fire, through the flood. I, I'll be with you. 
Satan wants to hinder your faith. Satan wants to hurt your fruit. Satan wants to harm your fortitude. Now look at, look, look at my last point. Finally, we see a petition for endurance. Not encumbrances, not ensnarements, but endurance. Don't miss this. Look at the rest of the verse. He says, let us, again, second let us, verse 1, run with patience, perseverance. Are you with me? Let's keep moving. Let's keep proceeding through the grace, the gifts, and his glory. Let's keep proceeding through our service, support, and stick to itiveness. Let's run. Let's keep running. Let's keep running. I don't care what happens in your life. Keep running. Some things are going to slow you up. Some things are going to make you trip. Get up, dust yourself off, keep running. You, you cannot afford to stay there. Can I get a witness? You cannot afford to give up and give out. You, you cannot afford to want to end your... No! We are more than conquerors through, through him who loved us. Can I get a witness? He, he said, let's run! Now look what he says. This race. The word race is agon. Agon in the Greek, where we get our word agony. We are running an agonizing race. It's a race that's going to bring depression, difficulties, and despair. Can I get a witness? Keep living. You, 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 see, you got to go through something before you have a testimony. Can I get a witness? You, I don't want no teachers in this church that ain't been to hell and back. Because when you teach God's people, you got to have a reservoir. To say, you know what, I, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. Can I get a witness? You, you got to go through something in order to come out. Can I get a witness? Well, what have you been through? I'm glad you asked. I've been to hell and back. I, I, I've been down. I've been wounded. I've been shattered. I've been, I've been abused. I've been... Lord have mercy. I've been misunderstood. I've been misquoted. I've been attacked. I've been persecuted. Can I get a witness? I, I, I've been through different jobs. Now, they, they were playing office politics. I, I've been in churches that really didn't preach Christ nor value me. I, I've been there and done that. You got to go through something. I like people that have been through something. Can I get a witness? Uh, give me three things you've been through. And when you start enumerating them, then I say, fine, it's time for you to get in ministry and help somebody else. Can I get a witness? And if you haven't been through nothing, then go on back out there and sit a while till you go through something. Are you praying with me? Had a couple come to my study years ago for marriage counseling. They sit in front of me. We prayed. I said, why do you want to get married? Well, we're in love. I said, what the heck does that mean? What, what love? Well, I, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I said, hold it. This session is over. She said, what's wrong, Pastor? I said, y'all go have a fight. 
and then come back after the fight, then I'll, then I'll think about marrying because this ain't real. Can I get a witness? Leave that one alone too. Now, check it out. We're running a race. We're agonizing. We got to take a licking, but keep on ticking. You don't let nothing stop you. Can I, you, you better make it up in your mind. You better fortify your mind. Nothing's going to stop me. Uh, Satan, will take your best shot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue on. Satan, throw what you want to throw. I'm not going to crumble. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep on going. Because there's a prize at the end of this rainbow. I'm going to keep on going because Jesus said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. I'm going to keep on going because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm going to keep on going because I've been here before. I've been in trouble before. I've been in despair before. I've been in difficulties before. And my God is an awesome God. He's able. Is he able? He said we're running this race. But check out the recognition. The race, we're coming in, that has been set before you. Oh, this one going to make you really think. Everything in your life was predetermined. Every move, every failure, every everything was predetermined. Last week I preached on Jacob's, the lies, the ladder, and the limp. God knew he had to wrestle that boy and throw his limp out of hip, throw his hip out of socket, <laughs> throw something out of socket. He knew he had to throw something out of socket for that boy to be renamed Israel. Can I get a witness? Child, 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 child of God. Look at the recognition. Looking unto the pastor. No, don't look at me. I might be running behind you. Looking at your parents. Don't look at them. Looking at your husband, your wife. Don't look at them. When you're going in this race, you've got to look unto Jesus. you got to look. The word look in the Greek is blepo, B-L-E-P-O, to look to. Yeah, to have him in sight. Can I get a witness? But then, ana blepo is to look up. Para blepo, where we get our word periscope, is to look around. Apoplepo is to look away. Amplepo is to look out. You got to look unto Jesus. The author and finisher. He started, he's going to end it. He's the alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. That's it. Jesus is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Can I get a witness? He started, he's going to finish it. Can I get a witness? You got to keep looking at him. Why? Who ran 
his own race. And listen, and look what it says, who for the joy that was set before him had to endure the cross. I'm coming in. Look, here's how Jesus ran. Jesus, the Godhead, got together, Acts 2, 22 and 23, and made a plan and said, okay, Jesus, you, you got to run as the Redeemer. You got to go to the cross. You got to experience shame. You got to be crucified. You cannot use your godly powers on earth. You've got to lay aside your prerogatives as the divine God, the Son, and Son of God. Can I get a witness? You ain't getting this. That if you choose, um, it's called Mission Impossible. If you choose to accept this assignment, can I get a witness? The whole church is, amen, hoping and waiting and watching. They're cheering you on to go all the way. And can I get a witness? And Jesus, when he became uh, the God-man, 100% human and 100% God, when he was born in Bethlehem of Ephrathah, he came out of Mary's womb and he burst into time. Can I get a witness? And all through the Gospels, he kept looking at the cross. Can I get a witness? Oh, yeah, he healed people. Oh, yeah, he preached to people. Oh, yeah, he helped people. He multiplied bread. Can I get a witness? But his mission, impossible, was the cross. Can I get a witness? And whatever God has set in your life, that's your mission. You got to keep running towards it. Can I get a witness? And Jesus, yeah, as he's going to the, as he's going to the finish line, he knows he's got to make a pit stop at the cross. It's the pit stops that get us discouraged. It's the pit stops that messes us up. It's the pit stops that shake us. But you got to have a perseverance. You got to know that you know that you know that he's with you. He's going to be in you. He's going to be for you. He's going to be with you. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross despised the shame, sat down on the right hand side of God. And when Jesus got to the cross, he said, I got to do this for Raymond Gordon. If I don't do it for nobody else, I got to get up on this cross and shed my blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Because he's unrighteous. His righteousness is filthy. He needs my righteousness. I need to transfer my righteousness to his unrighteousness. Can I get a witness? So he endured the cross. Child of God, perseverance tells you, you got to endure something. You got to get on this track. Um, you, you might have to endure your marriage. You might have to endure your children. You, you might have to endure some body disease. You, but you got to get on this track and you got to run with a perseverance. Um, you got to have a knowledge that I got to go all the way. I got to cross this finish line. I got to break the rope. Uh, can I get a witness? Because once I get across this rope, there's a prize that God has waiting for me. There's a prize for serving. There's a prize for being sanctified. There's a prize for supporting the ministry. There's a prize if I can just make it to the finish line. Can I get a witness? But St. Matthews, I don't know about you, but I'm going to the finish line. I've come too far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Can I get a witness? And I ain't no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I believe, but I don't believe, I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Can I get a witness? I'm going to run. I'm going to run 
when hell is in. I'm a run when heaven. I'm a I'm a run when I'm hurt. I'm a run through my fractures. I'm a run through my failings. I'm I'm a run with a perseverance. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Run. 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 You gotta run. Say it. Say it. yourself off my husband left me dust yourself off my wife is no good dust yourself off my money has evaporated dust yourself off and run say it say it stand on your feet as every hit is bowed behind closed if you know you need to be saved, Jesus, the Son of God, God the Son, died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. But you must by faith ask him into your life. If you deny him, he'll deny you. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Just put your hand there. Don't even think about it. I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Is there one? Or you want to join our church on your Christian experience. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Come on, brother. Come on. Come on. Look at Jesus. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Love you. Hello, honey. Thank you. And all that's within me. Is there another? Just step out. I had 14 last week. Let me tell you why the Lord keeps sending people here. Because we are preaching and teaching the true unadulterated word of God. Is there another? We love you. Can you follow the ministers, please? Thank you so much. Church, say My God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Please be seated. We're not dismissed. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for your sanctification. Forgive us for our sins. Sanctify us through your shed blood. And God, we confess that you are right and we are wrong. And Lord God, as we transition to this most holy...